Good morning. Welcome to SA Congregation's online church service. I'm glad you could join this morning and my prayer is that the Lord will keep on working in your life. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this amazing opportunity that we have to be busy with your word or for your word to be busy with us. Thank you that we may spread the gospel in this way. Thank you that we can connect, that our worlds come together and that we know that your word has something to say to each one of us every day of our lives. Will you open scripture this morning? Will you work in our hearts, in our minds? Change our lives, Lord Jesus. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, we're going to start reading from verse 32. Luke chapter 6 from verse 32. Just a little background. We are busy with the series Just Jesus uh, in the London Ward. Um, the aim of the series is to challenge each one of us to start living the way Jesus lived. And the only way, not the only way, but the best way to get to that is to spend time with him and in his word. So let's read, see what Jesus was up to. Luke, ah, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 6, verse 32. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. By this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's very, already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take almost a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked, go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then Jesus told them to make all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. <coughs> Sorry, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to the heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. The implication is that there was much more people that day. That they let's say, double the men with women. That's 10,000 at 2,000 kids. So roughly we can say there was 12,000 people that Jesus fed. I want to talk this morning on... How do we move from not enough to more than enough? Because this is what happened here. The disciples come to Jesus and say, we don't have enough. <laughs> and Jesus multiply bread and fish and makes more than enough. How does that work? 
when the disciples looked at the situation they found themselves in, their first reaction was, we don't have enough food to feed all these people. And when the Lord came to them and told, told them, you make a plan, they said, but we can't do anything. And that's so often so true for each one of us. We look at our situation. We think about where we are. We think about what we've got. And we think, I don't have enough. I'll never make a difference. I don't know how I'm going to help myself. How am I going to help other people? Sometimes we, we look at our relationship with the Lord and we say the same. I don't have enough faith. I, I, I don't put enough effort into my relationship with the Lord. I don't live good enough. I don't have enough. And one of the solutions they came to is say, but let the people go and let them find something to eat for themselves. It's their problem. It's not our problem. You can't make their problem our problem. It's scary how little grace they've got for this people. And it's exactly the opposite of what Jesus teaches us throughout his whole ministry. We can see how much patience, how much grace, how much compassion he has for people. Um, because he knows, Jesus knows, everyone is looking for him. Everyone is hungry. Verse 33 that we read said the following, but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. When Jesus saw them, he had compassion on them. When Jesus are looking at us, he has compassion with each one of us. The disciples' second solution was, if they can't, fend for themselves, send them away. This is not a place where you're going to be fed. This is not a place for hungry people. This is not a place for people that came empty-handed. Scary. How ungraceful that sounds. It's scary to think that that's sometimes so true of churches, of our church. That we send people hungry away. That we tell people you're not welcome here because <laughs> you come empty-handed. How does it happen that we give up on difficult situations like this? How, how do we come to a point where we exclude people because they don't have enough? scary part for me is that sometimes we do the same in our relationship with the Lord. We sometimes think that the Lord looks at us and says, sorry, there's not enough commitment. There's not enough love. There's not enough hard work. There's too much sin. Sorry, I'm walking away. I'm sending you away. So often we think about ourselves that I have too much sin. I have so many things going on in my life that's not at a good place. And the Lord doesn't have enough grace for me. He's not going to forgive me again. He's not going to have mercy on me. 
And it's exactly the opposite what he does because his world starts at another spot. Story starts with Jesus looking at people and scripture says he had compassion on them. People's need and people's situation and the trouble people find themselves in is much more important for him than his own troubles. Because chapter 6 starts when they told about the story when he went back to his hometown and people told him he must go away. They don't want him. They don't accept him. Think what that would have done to him. Think what would have done to him if you, if you look further in chapter 6, the story about John the Baptist that was beheaded. This was his cousin. Think what impact that would have on him. And we read, they said they wanted to go to a quiet place. And then the people came. And Jesus never sent them away. Because, you know, people are hungry. People are in trouble. Yes, people that don't have enough. Second thing that we read about Jesus, first thing is he compassion. Second thing that we read about Jesus is that he tells the disciples, bring what you've got and trust me with that. Disciples come and say, um, after Jesus told them, you give them something, they said, we, what, what do we have? We have five breads, two fish. That's equivalent of a child's lunch and dinner for a day. We've got a child's meal for the day, children's meal. We've got a happy meal for the day. Surely that can't be enough for 12,000 people. But time and again, we see that we must not underestimate what God can do. So often we think, I don't have enough. The Lord can't use that. Or, I, I only have five bread, two, uh, five loaves, two, two fish. It's enough for me today. Um, I can't give. I can't share it with someone else. I can't trust you with that because I need this to survive. I can't give more. But it's all we want. To do a miracle. We must remember. God's waiting on us to bring what we've got. We don't need to do the miracle. We don't need to feed 12,000 people. He does the miracle. He's the one that's working. We've got to bring what we've got and trust him with that. That's enough. Second interesting, uh, the third interesting thing that we read here is that Jesus make Multiply the bread and the fish, and it's more than enough. Um, we read in, in, in verse 42, 43, that they said they all ate and were satisfied. The disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces. You must always remember the backstory of the Jews. It's the story of, of God taking the Israelites out of, out of capt captivity in Egypt taking them through the desert where he provides manna every day for the whole journey. I must always remember the backstory of the Jews is that God will give us enough to eat. And now here's the story. 
Jesus is providing food for 12,000 people. And it's such an important story that we read it six times in, in, the, in, the, in, in the Gospels. Um, so, so it's the only story that's been told by all four Gospels and twice, uh, twice in Mark, twice in Luke. So this is kind of an important story for us to understand that for Jesus to show the people that is God's son, that he comes from God, is for him to show them, I'll feed you. I look after you. I will provide for you. And then we see how Jesus makes more than enough. 12, it says in verse 43, 12 baskets full of broken pieces and bread and broken pieces of bread and fish were picked up. The Lord gives more than they need. Remember in the desert, he gave them enough for every day. Now he moved further on. He said, I'll give you more. I give you more than you need. That's what he wants to do in our lives as well. He wants to provide more than we need. And, and, and the whole point of the story is not only bread and fish. It's not physical food. It's, it's only talking about physical food. It's, 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 it talks about uh, Jesus that's got grace in abundance for everyone. More than enough. I don't know where we get this idea that we must just be satisfied in our relationship with the Lord with, with a little bit. We just have enough or we just don't have enough. And this is a strange concept when we come and say, listen, the Lord will give you more than enough. Because it's difficult for us to understand unconditional, undeserved mercy and grace. It's difficult for us to accept that we are being loved unconditionally. I think for a moment about the opposite. Let's say you're in a relationship with someone that you're never good enough. There's always a new set of laws you've got to follow. Um, it, the relationship is conditional. You, your mistakes and your sins and what you get wrong is never forgiven, never forgotten. Doesn't matter how hard you try. Do you want to be in a relationship like that? Or is that relationship going to kill you? Going to create a lot of resentment in your life? Maybe maybe we, we've got this resentment towards God because we think that God is conditional. That God tells us, I'll never forgive it yet your sin. I will always keep it against you. It's not what Jesus does, does here. Jesus come. And he gave people more than enough. And if we look at the rest of his life, he gave himself. That's the biggest gift that there is. But he does another interesting thing. When he pray and break the bread, he give it to the disciples and tell them, give it to the people. 
He broke the loaves, then he gave them to his disciples to sit before the people. Give what you get. Work together with this miracle. The Lord gives to us so that we can give to others. The Lord loves us so that we can love other people. He, he gives us food to eat for us to give it away. We receive Christ for us to have Christ for other people. That's the point. That's the way God's kingdom work. That's the way God's kingdom are being spread. The way we give love and grace and mercy. How do we move from not enough to more than enough? It's interesting. Twelve baskets remain. Twelve disciples. Each disciple get a basket. Almost as if the Lord told them, in the beginning of the story, you came to me and said, I don't have enough. Now here's a basket. Look at this. See how I'm going to provide for you and for the world. Understand my more than enough. That's what we've got to do. We've got to understand that that's the Lord's plan for our life as well. He offers us love and grace and forgiveness and mercy. Unconditionally. You can come without any prerequisites, without thinking that you deserve it or you don't deserve it. The option is on the table. Come, take. Maybe, maybe we think that we're not good enough. It's not true. He didn't ask that question for one, one people or one man or woman or child in this group of 12,000. Didn't ask it once. Are you good enough for me to feed you? Are you good enough for me to be good enough? It's not the question. The question is, do you accept me? Bring what you've got. Trust me. I will make more than enough to change your life. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you want to give us more than enough, more than we ever will deserve. Thank you that, that you work in a different way. That you're unconditional. That you give us love without end. That your steadfast love never ceases. That we know that you will provide for us. Even if we don't deserve it. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have opportunity to bring our offerings. You see all the options available. The same question are being asked. What are you going to give? Just enough? Not enough? Or more than enough? Um, let's trust the Lord with what we've got. We read about the miracle. Let's live the miracle. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his countenance upon you, give you peace and provide in abundance for all your needs. Amen.